to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. This chapter is Chapter 5 in Beyond the Blessed Life by Dr. Robert Morris. First things first. We will take a deep look at what does it mean to put first things first and how this particular principle delivers us from financial stresses. Okay, so let us begin. First things first, it, he opens up with a very nice little vignette where he talks about this couple who's extremely, you know, um, good stewards so far of their finances. They, they had a daughter that had been diagnosed with um, a cancer and was healed and delivered. So they knew, they know God as a miracle worker and a savior. And the husband is working hard and he's been trying to get a better job. The wife has been a great steward and stretches every penny that they have. They've, they've been chipping away at their debt. They've been, you know, paying their bills. They, they don't go out to eat. They don't have cable TV. They, they don't even have mobile phones, right? That's pretty good. But they also were not tithing. So this couple, as they, Dave kept getting, as he applied for jobs week after week, day after day, rejection after rejection, he just was not getting any headway on finding a better job. And the job he had, you know, was in basically was in, did not enable him to spend time with his family because it was at night and with his two college age children. And, and on top of that, compensation was not good and literally no, I don't think any benefits as well. So, and so as he, as he, um, as he pressed through trying to get a better job and another rejection after another rejection, he overheard, um, Dr. Robert Morris talk about how in a whole motel room, how he, um, had come to know the Lord and his whole life changed. And then he realized that he couldn't recall having a similar encounter with Christ Jesus, like Dr. Robert Morris. So right there in the car, right then and there, he gave his life to Christ Jesus and accepted Jesus, the Christ, Yahshua Mashiach, as his Lord and Savior. They started going to Gateway Church, where Dr. Robert Morris is the senior pastor, and they started going to the classes, discipleship classes, because they, um, they were hungry for a, a change in their lives. So they divide and conquer. The, the wife, she went to stewardship classes. He went to some other classes. The long and short of the story, they get to um, tithing. And also they're introduced to um, Cubby. Um, Cubby has a book um, that he um, basically calls The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And Covey really points out to people about how some things are important, but not urgent and how some things are urgent, but not important and how you got to prioritize first things first. And so eventually 
the Holy Spirit touched um, the husband's heart and the wife's heart, and they realized that they weren't tithers and basically, um, basically they did not invite without tithing. You're not inviting daily God, you Lord God, Yahshua, Mashiach, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit into your finances, right? So wherever you seek out first, that's what you worship. That's just the bottom line. So basically, if you don't honor God by giving him the first, which is the first of your income, the first of your time, um, I try to live a first life principle. I, when I wake up in the morning, my first thoughts are God. When I go to bed at night, my last thoughts are God. I, um, of course, I, I'm a tither. I'm a giver that because of my, because God is just awesome and he is my source. My only source. Um, so I I try to do everything with him in mind, putting him first. So when you do that, you invite God's supernatural grace and mercy to come into every aspect of your life. And it's interesting. They can even remember the day that they made the decision to tithe. And within 24 hours, um, he had a job offer. He didn't even, he hadn't even submitted a resume. They found this, this, um, owner found out about him, saw his resume, called him, offered him a job, more money, benefits, better hours so that he, from just, just the initial first, giving the first tithe in his household. Now they already had some other good things going for them. But they needed to put first things first, first fruits in finances. And as you can say, or as you can tell, God looks at finances at where your heart is, right? And so that's why Satan works so hard at one, giving his people that have bowed down to him money so that people who don't bow down to him, they don't, if they don't follow some basic principles, the people that bow down to Satan are going to appear to have a better life, have more abundance than people who bow down to Christ. And it's not the way it's supposed to be, but there's a reason for that. There's some, we're going to get into it now about first things first, how you honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Okay. God is not really interested in your money. A lot of people say, well, why does God want my money? No, God doesn't want your money. God wants your heart. So when you give your money, that's where your heart normally flows, right? And it's it's always in, you know, when you're dating, you know, the, usually um, the person gives jewelry or some kind of gift to his beloved because it's his, his heart is with her. And so it's the same kind of principle. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, then you... 
will give. You will put him first. And so the the long and the short of the story, there that couple's whole life turned around financially. They they had already seen miracle working power and the healing of their daughter, but now they saw the healing of their finances, right? The first fruits is holy. It's the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so is the branches. So what does this all mean? Okay, so holy means separate, basically. It's separate. And God works it out where it's a percentage. It's not about the amount. It's the percentage. Whatever you give is a what? Percentage, right? Okay, so he wants 10%, which represents everything. All that you have. Now, when you give that 10% and you don't give it grudgingly, try and try to do it cheerfully, understanding that God is your source, he will bless the 90%. And your 90% will stretch further than other people's 100%, right? So basically, we have to understand in order to have the beyond the blessed life to be a good steward, you must tithe. And let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Tithing is people go, well, that's Old Testament. Jesus talked about tithing in the New Testament. But let's make this perfectly clear. God is a tither. God gave his only begotten son to redeem the whole world if they chose his son, free gift of his blood for the forgiveness of his sins. When God set up the relationship with the atoms on earth, they were supposed to bring heaven on earth. They had a mandate to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish the earth and subdue it. So they had a mandate. But God had only one, one prohibitive thing. Do not eat from the tree of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. And so that was a tithe. That was something that was wholly separate. They could freely eat, freely eat. That's what the word says of every tree in the garden, except that one. And of course, that's where Satan had the female Adam, which later named Eve, had her zero in on. So if you notice in that vignette, that couple, he didn't get a breakthrough. And it wasn't even from a resume he had submitted until after he had tithed. Right. So God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Right. He started diligently seeking God by giving his tithe. Right. And God started opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing on him and his family so great that he did not have room enough to receive it all. He was able now to get more money, to have more time with his family, to even have health benefits. All because he put God first things first. God doesn't need our money. That's true, 
right? We need our money, but you're not going to have God come in your finances and bless you if you don't honor him in it. We find that Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, there Jesus tells the disciples to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto them. Wait a minute. Everything else will be added unto me if I seek God first? Well, how do you demonstrate that you seek God first? You demonstrate it in your tithing. You demonstrate it in your quiet time going to God first thing in the morning, last thing at night, right? Tithing, right? It's very important. It's so important. Why? Because mammon, which is a spirit, which is a general of, of the kingdom of darkness, he is after your worship. He is after you giving what belongs to God to him. Now, we already talked about the, the road in the Andes and the most treacherous road in the Andes and, and over 200 people perish every year from that road. And there, then we went into the two ditches, the spirit of poverty mindset and the spirit of material mindset. They're both from the spirit of mammon because they both have you focusing on what? They both have you focusing on money. Mammon is always trying to usurp, trying to take the place of God. And guess what? Nobody can take the place of God. Mammon can't deliver not one thing. Mammon will not deliver happiness. It will not definitely deliver healing and health. None of that, right? We already read some of the richest, most powerful men in the world and their response to money. And they had a lot of it, right? So money is never the issue. It is who do you worship? Who is your source? And God uses money as a tester to test your heart, just like the one talent, the two talent, and the five talent. You know, one of the interesting um, stories that God also, you know, putting putting God first is the story of Elijah when he had told um, Ahab and Jezebel, there will be no rain until I say so. So it was almost, it was like three and a half years of drought. So people were dying, animals were dying, people without water, right? Without food and water. And so um, after um, God had sent Elijah to the brook Cherif, where he had the ravens bring him meat and bread day and night, and, and the, the brook provided the water he needed, the brook dried up and God moved Elijah to a widow and um, I think it was Zarephath. I'm not sure, but the, it was actually the hometown of Jezebel. He did not send Elijah to Israel. He didn't send Elijah to Judah, right? He, he sent him to a Gentile widow. And he had already, God had already instructed the widow that he was sending a man of God to her and that she was to take care of him. And Elijah came and there was a widow out there picking up a few sticks to cook the last meal 
for her and her son, right? And what happened? Elijah says, um, could you please bring me a little drink of water? And then when she said, okay, then he said, and bring, bring me a little piece of bread. And she said, as a God is my witness, I'm about to cook this last bit of meal in my in this in this um, vase and the little bit of oil I got left and my son and I are going to eat this final meal and then we're going to die. And he said, don't, you know, go ahead. He said, make me the, uh, the cake first. And now he said, and God will sustain you, basically. And she on God's word, the word of the prophet, God's word and good word, she made him a cake. And guess what? For three and a half years, miraculously, the meal never ran out. The oil never ran out. And they were sustained for three and a half years. God didn't send Elijah for the, to, for the widow to take care of Elijah. God sent Elijah to take care of the widow. Why? Because he put first, she put first things first. By putting the man of God first, right? And I know a lot of people have used this, unfortunately, um, this particular story to manipulate and maneuver people out of their money. That's why you have to read carefully and recognize that God spoke to the woman and God spoke to Elijah. Make sure that you're being led by the Holy Spirit, not being manipulated by unscrupulous people. But the other awesome thing is putting God's first in your finances, putting God first in your life had other benefits. You know, the woman's son died, right? And Elijah, God used Elijah to raise that young boy from the dead. Little did she know the benefits of putting God first. First thing first, right? So, so there are, you know, there, like I said, there are benefits that go beyond the finances um, when you put first things first, which is God is our source, our only source, right? So you need to examine yourself. Are you, are you, Putting God first. Are you tithing? And let me get back to the tithing story that I was saying. Tithing goes back to the very, very beginning. God the Father, Yuhevahe, He is a tither. Okay. So basically, it's a principle that you need to operate in in order to be, have a life beyond the blessed life. Tithing goes all the way back to the beginning of creation. Tithing goes back, um, to the, before the foundation of the earth, um, the lamb was slain. So tithing is critical. It, it is there are stories in there when um, you know obviously Adam taught his son Cain and Abel about tithing and putting God first, and so um, Abel did and Cain did not, and the, Satan being afraid that Abel was the the seed that was going to crush his head, had Cain kill Abel in the field. That's another story in itself. But what about you? What about putting God first? I know the first thing that happened when I started tithing was peace. One thing, the first thing that happened was the stress 
of not having enough to cover my bills, um, flat tires, running out of gas, all those things stopped. <laughs> uh, and there was peace. And I know that my, that I was saved many times over on my job and, you know, when I made mistakes and things like that. And it, it's a powerful thing to put God first. Just recently, I was, I mean, trying to get, you know, finances and grants and things like that to sustain me um, and my work. That's God. I, you know, I win, I've won uh, $1,300,000 of grants um, over my tenure at um, Florida A&M University. And it's, you know, of course, people bring in a lot more money than that. But that's from God blessing me because I put him first. I have a very good friend. She's about to have her 25th anniversary called the Upper Room Prayer Ministry, where she has put God first. And let me tell you, I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle in my friend's life. She's a banker and she, um, but she banks, she gives bank monies to banks. She's a, she lends money to banks. So she's not, she doesn't lend money to people, but she looks at institutions and credit unions and things like that. So, yes. Um, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is pleased with her and she's highly favored. And blessed of the Lord. I have a, another good friend who's a tither also. And her whole family. You, I've gone to that family reunion and I've seen the gas wells and the, and the, and the trees on the land and the livestock and, you know, that, that the whole clan is just blessed beyond blessed. And the great, the grandfather, um, gave land and, uh, and built a church for the people in the, um, in that area. And so I've seen demonstrated over and over again how those people who put God first, one of her uncles was a janitor his entire career, and he's a multimillionaire, right? Because he put what? God, what? First. You know, I love the stories of um, Kraft and um, Rockefeller and other people that basically said, God, I want to live off the 10%. You take the 90. And it's amazing. God has those people with those kind of attitudes with their 10%. They're multi, multi-millionaires. But why? Why does God bless them? Because he can trust them to not be a reservoir of selfishness, but a conduit of blessings to others, to widows, to orphans, to missionaries who are going all over the world where we can't go to give the gospel, the too good to be true news that Yahshua Mashiach, Christ Jesus, died for our sins and it's a free gift and we have to receive it by faith and we will be saved. But it's not just about being saved. It's about having heaven on earth as well. How can we demonstrate that God is real 
And we have Satan's people just lavish with money, have everything that they need. But if you look closely, it's not as simple as that. Jesus gives without pain and sorrow. When they, when God gives, it's without pain and sorrow. But the money that Satan gives his people comes with pain, comes with sorrow. You, you, you remember the quote from some of the richest men in the world? You know, one of them said all it did was bring him misery and he died on the Titanic. Right? Um, money can never satisfy, but I tell you what, it's an instrument to be used for the kingdom. Okay? I'm not saying God doesn't have any problem with money. What he has a problem with is people loving money. <laughs> That's the problem. Then you're worshiping money. Well, the only, you only can worship God. Right? And so this is why you must, you must take in this principle of first things first, putting God's first. Whenever you put God first and you follow his ways, you line your life up in his ways, you're going to be blessed. And there's things that money cannot buy, healing and health. You can't buy that, right? And Solomon, the richest man Ever and if you quantize what he had, um, he probably was the richest man in the world, and he he basically had a real good understanding about money and how money should be used, not people. People should not be used and abused to get money. People should use money to bless and help people, right? So when you place God first, first, by giving your tithe, which is from the beginning of time, long before Moses, long before the New Testament, tithing is shows your heart that you put what? God first. And I can tell you, I can testify over and over again, how my Lord and Savior, Yahshua HaMashiach, how my daddy, Abba Father Yuevahe, how my Lord God Holy Spirit has protected me and provided for me day after day, year after year. And I'm really working hard now with my um, daughter. My son is tithing now. But my daughter, I'm really trying to, because she has witnessed this, but it's, we're trying to get her there because you're not going to have financial breakthroughs. You're not going to see the thing, all the great things that God has for you if you not, don't become a good steward. And one of the first steps of a good steward is God, first things first. Daddy God, you Vahe is first. I am just... In awe and in gratitude for God giving me another opportunity to teach this class at All Nations Church on Sundays from 9 to 10 for the next, what, 15 sessions. And the reason why I'm so grateful and happy is because 
I believe that everyone that comes to this class or listens to this radio show and, and follows these precepts, follows the ways of God, you are going to be blessed and highly favored. God's going to protect you. And when a lot of people are going through financially, you're going to be okay because God is going to protect his people. He is going to protect us financially. And we're going to see increase, but you've got to learn when this increase comes, you got to get your heart ready because if you can't tithe and be faithful over a little, which is money to God, the little is money. You can't be ruler over much. And the most, one of the, the most important thing to God is the souls of people. He wants everyone to be saved. He wants people to be delivered from the perils and and the pains and the sickness and disease and the lack of poverty and all the darkness that Satan has brought on mankind. He wants us, the church, to step in and to not only teach them about the gospel, which is the most important thing that Christ Jesus died for them and he loves them the father loves them the holy spirit loves them and he has a plan a good plan for their life but he also cares that you have food on the table he also cares that you have clothes he also cares that you have someone to lay your head you know he he cares about everything in your life but you must put him what first well i'm going to Basically, close this broadcast with Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me, Dr. Edith Davis, on Enter the Glory Zone 94.1 FM, Wave 94. To be a